0: Kids stealing, woo, Wheel of dealing! dealin', limousine lights, jet slides, son of a gun. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable.
1: Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger.
0: I need you to give me a huge favor. Take your name off your phone, my wife went through my
2: phone. In all seven of your Tour de France victories, did you ever take banned substances or blood dope? Yes. It looks to me as if they're gonna
3: bow underarm off the last ball. Vogue Master saying no mate, but I'm sure he's going to bowl an
1: underarm delivery. But sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage actually when he when he got up after scoring that draw.
4: Welcome to the Dummy M. I am B-Row. Joined always by my good friend T Dog. How are you, buddy? Very good, B-Row.
5: A uh, couple of days left of November. Mm-hmm. Very happy Yeah, I'm very happy with my effort this year. Raised over six hundred dollars so far. Wow. Yes, ticked over the four thousand dollar mark in total. I've been doing this for several years now. Okay. So. Very happy with the way it's going. Set up the Christmas tree with the daughter this morning. Yep. I know you meant to wait until December, but we could be in hospital. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah, so yeah, yeah. your wife's out. having another baby. Exactly Let's right. Clarify yeah, that. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yep. yes yeah. Um so yeah did that this morning bit of christmas cheer uh, on the way so yeah
4: That's excellent and I don't mean to be a bit of a Debbie downer here however I've been teaching a year 2 class and I have it on good authority from some of the girls in my class that if you put your tree up before the 1st of december you actually kill elves this is what they tell me. I don't see how that's a downer. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not a fan of
5: elves, so oh, I don't understand their point, but anyway. Oh, all right, it.
4: okay. A bit of an elf phobic <laughs> no, element no. to our show that I didn't know existed <laughs> up until this moment. No, well, I'm, just... I'm probably one of those few
5: people that actually haven't seen the movie Elf.
4: Me either. Yeah, I yeah, have not. Yeah, no. And I'm a
5: big Will Ferrell fan. Yeah. Yeah, so I've just, I think I've seen bit parts of it because you know it's always yeah. on every year. Yeah. But unlike Die Hard, a true Christmas movie, yes. I've seen that multiple times. Yeah, okay. But yeah, not
4: Elf. Well, no. you're going to have two little kids in the house soon, so I'm predicting <laughs> Elf is going to be on your screen. Yes, definitely. Now, mate, big show today. We are joined by another UFC fighter. This guy was the first Australian in the UFC. His name is Elvis Cinnicic. He's going to join us and tell us about his many firsts about representing our country.
5: We have a new comedian joining us in the joke off today, so we've got a a favorite returning in Bob Warren, and he's going off against
4: Tarbo. Yep, all the way from WA, so that's very exciting. And Ron's going to come back, and he's going to give us some shit tips. Don't let him hear that you raised six hundred dollars for your Movember, because he'll obviously be hitting you up on that to put it on his sure thing this week. We have our three nominees for the Dummy M. We have NRL players complaining about their contracts. Tim Payne's obviously got to be talked about today because he's sort of. There's been a few stages to this, and. No doubt we'll get to it. There's obviously the, I'm going to step down, and then the scandal itself broke, and now it's continued, and so, yeah, we'll dig into that one. And for our third nominee, we have a guy named Eliza Spencer, who decided to jump out of the crowd of the WWE and attack Seth Rollins, which... They're actually legitimate tough guys, the wrestlers. You might think it's fake. It's certainly choreographed and scripted, but they're still tough guys. And I don't think that went how he wanted it to go. (laughs) So we will get to that. But who is up first in the dummy end, mate?
5: Well, it's not anyone specific. Mm -hmm. And this has been a bit of a a trait over the past couple of years in NRL. But I'm just going to brand NRL players. Complaining about their contracts.
4: Mm. Okay. So one of those was Payne Haas. Yes. And he essentially, he's decided, my understanding of this, he's decided to sort of change management teams. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. And what's going on?
5: So he is, well, Broncos actually did a good deal. This was back when Wayne Bennett was the coach. Mm-hmm. He signed Payne Haas to a long-term deal. Yep. Now, he was only about 18 or 19 at the time. Offered him about 550000 for a season for about four or five seasons. So a long contract. Yep. Now, as an 18, 19-year-old, you're looking at $500,000 going, you beauty. Yeah. As a fan, I'm thinking, oh, geez, I hope this works out. Yeah. Now, he is clearly the premier forward probably in the world. Oh, okay. And at $500,000, we've picked up a bargain. Yep. He's now complaining that he's underpaid. Yep. Because there are other players at the club who are nowhere near as good as Payne Haas that are earning more than him. Yep. But to me, that's the contract. That's the risk versus reward that yeah. you take. You know, yep. you signed the deal. You were happy for the two million dollars over the four years. Mm. You see the contract out, and then on your next contract, maybe you might get yeah nine hundred thousand a million dollars a year. But from what I understand, the Broncos have bumped it up. They oh, wow. have. Yeah. So yeah, okay. he's now under seven fifty, which right. is probably. Still a bit unders considering how he's performing. Yep. But I just don't like the fact that they just start threatening to quit or their yeah. player managers just go, oh, by the way, I managed 20 other guys mm. and they will never come to this club. So they
4: have all the power. Yeah. You have touched on the power and the influence of mm. the players' managers. Yes. Now, I'm going to liken it to real estate here, Okay. When my wife and I bought our house in Calliope, the guy basically did nothing. He literally, I had to sort of like talk him out of his seat to get up and drive us one minute around the corner to get the house. He was like, he's old and he was tired and he yep. didn't want to do it. And then when we decided to buy it, we go back there and we signed the contract and he got $22,000 commission. This guy hardly did a thing. Yeah. So the reality is they're not necessarily invested in their players' well being, and what they're really looking at at the end of the day is if they can get their player more money, they get a big commission. Yeah. And so- they're sometimes dripping poison into their players' ears about you should rattle the cage, you should get more money, you should get more money. Why? Because ultimately they get more money. We had UFC fighter Anthony Parosh on the show last week, and I remember him making a similar comment about the USC fighters who would complain about, who sign a contract and then complain about. It. And he's like, Well, imagine if you lost three in a row. Are you then going to go to the USC and say, Well, I'm now not worth that amount of money. Can you pay me less? Yeah, You're not. No. You've signed the contract. And, you know, I'm not speaking on behalf of him. I'm just making the point that that was something that he mentioned in, in conversation once. And if you've signed the contract, then you have to see up that contract. It's that simple.
6: Yeah.
5: Well, in our, like in our job, if we choose to do four or five hours extra a day, I'm not going to the boss saying, Hey, by the way, yeah. i Working longer, can you pay me more? Yep. There's a contract that we signed it. So back to your point, the real estate—you like—you buy the house in two years' time. The owner doesn't go, oh, by the way, the house has gone up a hundred thousand. Yeah, can yeah, I have yeah. more? Yep. That doesn't happen. You sign the contract. Yeah, yeah. See it out. So. It's a risk-reward. If, if you think in 12 months' time you're going to be worth more, well, sign a 12-month contract.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
5: D- don't, don't sign these five-, six-year contracts where you go, oh, I want to know where my income's coming from, yep. and then halfway through go, oh, I think I should be earning more.
4: The guy's he's on over half a million and he's unhappy. I mean, when your team comes third last on the ladder there, T-Dog, <laughs> you should be happy with, bloody, the free Broncos tracksuit you get and maybe an orange at halftime, champ. <laughs> Comedian Julia Wilson is with us every week to give us her take on the best moments in sport.
3: Sports, 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 sports.
2: Thanks for having me back, fellas. It's J Dub here. T Dog, it's time to get rid of that disgusting moustache. I understand that you did it for charity, but for the love of God, for charity, for all of our eyes. It's got to go, buddy! First up, we have uh, WWE, which, come on, it qualifies as a sport. There's sweat, there's men with hardly any clothes on. Is it scripted? Oh, we'll never know. It'll be a secret I take to my grave. Uh, At the end of one of the bouts during the week, a bloke called Seth Rollins got absolutely poleaxed by an audience member who just fully took him down. What I love is that it was completely unscripted. (laughs) Seth Rollins had no idea how to get out of it because that wasn't in the script, and it took a whole bunch of officials and security to wrestle this bloke off him and in true american and wwe style seth rollins walked off come on let's do this bless him he couldn't win a fight with a wino in a kmart car park We're going to move to the Canary Islands next and cycling. Now I remember in the Tour de France when an idiot fan decided to step out to wave a sign for her grandmother and grandfather and clean up the entire leading pack, but this week at the Canary Islands, the lead rider was coming hunting down the hill, just about to hit the finish line and some chick just wandered out in front with her nose in her phone, just got completely cleaned up. Now... I know that I'm laughing about it, but if you added spectators getting cleaned up into every cycling race, I would 100% watch this sport. I endorse it. Let's make this happen, please, boys. And finally we leave with cricket. I love cricket. The Ashes are coming up. It's my favourite time of year. We had to say goodbye to Tim Payne. Covered that last week. This week we welcome Paddy Cummins, the first fast bowler to be the Australian captain in a very, very long time. Congratulations to him. I love the guy as a player. I love him as a dude. This is going to be amazing. But I think we're making it a little bit too easy for the Barmy army because Paddy Cummins' surname is in fact Cummins. I mean... Maybe we could have made it a little bit easier. Do we have somebody else who's married to a Pom? Maybe someone with a surname like Mecca Pants or something? Come on, fellas. That's it for me this week, fellas. Have a good one.
0: The Dummy M Podcast. Face it, as Eels and Broncos fans, they need something else to talk about.
4: Well, you and I are both huge fans of the UFC and we have watched this gentleman fight on the big screen a number of times. We are joined by what we believe was the first Australian in the UFC, Mr. Elvis Sinisek. How are you, buddy? Hey, guys. B-Row
1: T-Dog. Good to hear from you. Thanks for uh, giving me a call.
4: Mate, uh, you were known for dyeing your hair different styles when you were an athlete. Do you think maybe you missed your calling and you should have been an NRL player instead?
1: Well, um, yeah, my only issue with that is that I don't like playing with balls, so um, <laughs> that kind of cut me out of it.
5: Uh, Elvis, not only were I believe you the first Australian UFC fighter, I actually think you might have been on the first ever Australian mixed martial arts fight ever in Australia. Were you aware of that?
1: Yeah, I have a fairly uh, long history in the sport, and I've kind of been kind of lucky to have achieved a lot of firsts. Um, I've become a pioneer of not just MMA, but even jiu-jitsu and grappling here in Australia. As you mentioned, I competed in the first professional MMA event here in Australia. Back then, it was called the Australasian UFC, later rebranded to Caged Combat 1 due to legal issues with the real UFC. I competed in the first Australian-owned Only MMA event, which was called the Ballet Tudo Open. So I was the first Australian heavyweight champion. Uh, I was the first Australian to fight in the UFC, UFC 30 against Jeremy Horn. I was the first Australian to fight for a world title. I fought. Uh, Tito Ortiz for the UFC light heavyweight title. Sadly, didn't become the first Australian champion, but you know, it was almost there. Um, I was I won the first Australian Pan Pacific BJJ Absolute Championships. I was the first Australian to compete in the ADCC World Submission Wrestling Championships, and I was the first person in the world to win with a heel hook submission in ADCC history as well. Um, plus, there's a, a numerous other pioneering accolades along the way. I'm sure if uh, people are familiar with me, they can look it up. If not, pretty easy to find on the internet nowadays.
4: I remember you telling me once that you actually have a an IT degree, that you're actually a computer geek as well. So you're probably the first computer geek never to get a wedgie too.
1: <laughs> I also used to kind of uh, market myself as the you know world's toughest nerd when I used to fight in the <laughs> UFC. And that actually led to me to being the first Australian in a UFC video game. So there you go, another pioneering Interesting story on that front is the guys who obviously programmed the video game obviously big fans because, you know, I'm an IT guy, they're IT guys. And so they gave me actual, uh, like Easter egg super abilities. So if you hit a certain combination, they came out with a, a spinning back kick move, which pretty much knocked out anyone had hit. And, but uh, they didn't actually advertise it. So it's one of those things you have to find. They told me about it and I used to play with it on the old PS2. But sadly, after putting it down for a few years, I've forgotten what the uh, combination was. <laughs>
5: Now, Elvis, you've obviously, your resume is quite long and extensive, as you just mentioned. Lots of firsts there being a, you, you might be considered probably a grizzled old veteran now. Do you harbour any hatred towards the younger guys now because of the big money you earn, they they earn? Because I could imagine back in your day, it would have just been maybe a drink of water, a burger, and that's what you're probably fighting for. Whereas these days, these guys earn millions and millions, or you're happy that, no, no, I was part of that journey. I'm, I'm happy to see these guys earn that sort of money.
1: Look, I, I will mention, I mean, you, you can't ignore the t-shirts I got. Like I've got a cupboard full of t-shirts. I mean, that'll <laughs> alone <laughs> um, should comp- compliment it but no I look no I, I don't harbor any resentment or anything am I jealous absolutely like could I use the sort of money these guys are um, kind of earning nowadays? It would have been fantastic but saying that to be able to earn that money i would have missed my opportunity to be a pioneer so it's a trade-off i think the legacy i'm happy to take with me over the dollars as you mentioned earlier i work in it i use my brain as much as my brawn and that's one of the things i used to promote in the ufc is i I use my head that was my greatest weapon inside uh, the octagon and i've used it outside and i've taken a lot of the lessons i've learned inside the cage and in training and in the martial arts and applied it to my business life i've invested well so i have a, a you know beautiful house beautiful family uh, two very successful businesses so you know as much as i would have liked to be earning those uh, mega dollars that the guys are getting now i've uh, managed with uh, what i earned those burgers and t-shirts back in the day
4: <laughs> yeah fair enough very good now and that obviously then took you to fox sports and you've been doing some commentating and uh, sort of like essentially your a colour commentator for Mixed Martial Arts. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I was an analyst. I was the, the head analyst for the, the Fox Sport team on uh, the UFC Fight Week program. I worked with Richie Vass, also a really cool guy. Got to know, you know, a few other fighters that um like Cole Note who would come down yep. and join yep. us and a few of the other guys. And, you know, Rob, uh, the main host, was really cool. He was a, a fan. So it was good at least working with someone who kind of understood the sport as well. It was it was probably uh, some of the, the best times post fighting like it was difficult letting go of uh, stepping into the octagon and competing but it was a great way to kind of keep in touch and I really enjoyed the job of you know watching fights and breaking them down and doing reviews and predictions and all that sort of stuff so it was a great uh, almost five years of, of my career to be able to do that
5: now elvis my dream job would be a commentator I'd, I'd love to be able to be a commentator of uh, rugby league or cricket they' they're two of my my favourite sports. Working on Fox Sports, is it all glamorous? It seems pretty glamorous job. You sort of rock up, you know, an hour before the show, do your makeup, get on TV for an hour, then you're done and you get paid a bucket load of money. Or is it quite the opposite? You know, you're getting up at six, you're watching a lot of shows, you know, analysis, you know, and then after the show, there's a wind down and there's a review and all that kind of stuff
1: look I'll be honest the buckets are a lot smaller than I anticipated <laughs> um, but you know that's that's the price of uh fame it is look honestly it's you got to keep in mind it was a one hour a one hour show each week and for a while half an hour show you do have to do a fair bit of work outside of it so you know every week I'd be watching all the events that were happening and hey, I'm not going to complain about that. It was actually fantastic because I could always go to my missus. I'm going, hey, got to go down to the pub. Later show is on. I've got to watch it for work. You know how it is. she should go, yeah, no problem. I mean, who's going to argue with that? Again, it's difficult to say it's hard work when I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy breaking it down and I'm watching the footage of the guys and doing breakdowns and technical analysis. So there is, you know, a fair bit of work uh, behind the scenes that, you know, the people won't see. We don't just kind of turn up and make it up on the fly. Don't get me wrong. Occasionally we do. You know, we do get caught out with stuff, with breaking news and things that kind of happen. You know, Connor. Definitely provided lots of opportunities for us <laughs> to fly by the seat of our pants in the industry, but you know, overall, you know, it is enjoyable work, and it's not something I'd ever complain about. I was more than happy to do all that extra work, and uh, as I said, the only thing I wish is that the buckets were a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah fair um, enough. Yeah, all right, buddy. Well, tell us all about your Jim Kings. We have obviously brazilian jiu-jitsu muay thai boxing wrestling mma so we're one of the few facilities that has all that plus hot yoga plus kids classes um we have a cage a ring a weights area we have a hyperbaric oxygen chamber sauna we do ice baths as well as one of the largest professional mat spaces uh, in australia so it's you know it's a fantastic uh, gym if you are in the area pop in check it out the The coaches are great there. The atmosphere, we have a great culture. But also just recently, probably couldn't have timed it any worse. Um, I opened up a UFC gym franchise uh, out in Campbelltown in MacArthur Square. So it's known as UFC Gym MacArthur Square. I literally opened it uh, a week before our lockdown. So we're now back up and running and it's um starting to pump so the way i kind of look at it is my king's academy is really focused on pure straight martial arts it's all about the, the martial arts whereas the ufc gym is almost think of it as a hybrid it's almost like what mma was to the martial arts it's so we have the kickboxing boxing wrestling jujitsu in a gym environment it's an opportunity to kind of bring that martial arts culture and atmosphere into the the fitness world so people can get a lot more out of it because one of the things i found is when i was fighting i definitely used the gym a lot and i hit the weights as needed but what really kept me turning up every day is the classes it's not just because the skills are so um, mentally and physically demanding and so it really makes you want to kind of improve and keep learning but it also develops your um, social culture you make friends you you want to meet up with people, you don't want to let your training partners down, and you enjoy your time while you're in there. So I think that the UFC gym is a really great merger of the, the fitness and the martial arts community. So if you're out in Campbelltown or MacArthur Square, please make sure pop in and check us out.
4: And another first there, you're opening up the first UFC franchise in Australia. Yep. So mate, Elvis, thank you so much for your time, mate, and all the best with your businesses.
1: No problem, absolutely a pleasure. Thank you, B-Row and T-Dog. And just before I sign off, I've always got to finish with It's good to be the king. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Be sure to check out the Dummy M podcast on all the major platforms and do give us a follow and a subscribe. And who's the second nominee in the Dummy M this week, mate? Well, unfortunately, it's Tim Payne. He has been dominating the headlines, has he not, this gentleman? Now, I've got a little bit of audio from Sky News. Nearly four years ago, I was involved in a text exchange with a then colleague. At the time, the exchange was the subject of a thorough CA integrity unit investigation, throughout which I fully participated in and openly participated in. That investigation and a Cricket Tasmania HR investigation at the same time found that there had been no breach of the Cricket Australia Code of Conduct. Although exonerated, I deeply regretted this incident at the time and still do today. I don't know who's mowing their lawn in the background there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of a random thing to have in your press conference, there, Tim Payne. Yeah. But look, this was investigated. He was exonerated. Why are we talking about this? I don't understand. Because it's news. Yeah. Yeah. No,
5: just it's funny now. What are we eight days removed from when the story first broke? And you mentioned it. We've gone through stages. Mm. Tim Payne stood down. Yep. Before the whole story was released, and yep. I think so. Initially, everyone was curious. Yep. Then the story came out, and then everyone jumped on him, yep. saying, Oh, what a dick move. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, Pun no, no, intended. No, no, no,
4: no. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> we have a butt. We, we, we have a butt. Good <laughs> <laughs> weekends in the morning at 7.1 at
0: film. We dance in the morning with.
4: 97.1. 97.1. In the
2: morning, cool
4: uh, I just thought you said that oh. pun. I had to throw that out there. It cracks me up every time. Oh,
5: so he's obviously – so came down and then he was playing state cricket for his second side, being hounded by the media. And yep. this is all a media beat-up because oh. they just need it in the stu- – they just need something to talk oh. about. And now it's just come out that he's actually stepped away from all forms of cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So initially he stood down. The media bullied him out of standing down from all forms of cricket. And now we're all worried about his mental health. Yeah,
4: yeah.
5: I just, the Barmy Army, who are hilarious. Gold. Gold.
0: gold, Wrote
5: a song. Yeah. Like an X rated song to have a go at Tim Payne about. Now they've even gone. we're not going to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, he's not going to play, which defeats yeah. it, But they would have done
4: it anyway. Yeah. Can I just can I just qualify? They're not doing it today. No, no. <laughs> yeah, give yeah. it a week or two. Yeah, 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 be doing yeah, it. yeah, yeah. no, exactly. And right. it was something like Shane Warne's had his phone and he said, send her a picture of yeah. your bone." Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Oh, yeah. they, they are just
5: brilliant. Yeah, They're brilliant. Yeah. So I suppose you being the more of the politic kind of guy yep. rather than I am, investigation was done. Mm. It was dead and buried. Yeah. If this lady wanted to take it to court and fight Cricket Tasmania for whatever, that's fine. Mm. But the decision was already made. Yeah,
4: Yeah, put to bed.
5: We're just dragging it up. What did you call it
4: last week? Oh, grievance archaeology. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, look, what I don't get is... And it's actually in our show intro that when we did the underarm bowl in New Zealand, yeah. which we should not have done, yes. that's poor sportsmanship, Correct. that still impacts our bilateral relations with New Zealand. It does. Right? Us cheating uh, with the sandpaper. Oh. So Steve Smith, Warner, that just gives us a horrible name. But- we kind of giggle about Warney and his inflatable penis, and who cares if he sent this woman a dick pic? Like, that's his business. Yeah. Okay, all right, he's married and shouldn't have done it, I guess. But that was his business. Yeah. It's not on that same level, and it doesn't warrant stepping down. Because to me, it was like, oh, I'm going to step down as captain to try and minimise... This and then the Streisand effect happened. Essentially, it then escalated and yep. elevated, and the story went everywhere. So now he's completely, you know, gone away from it. I do pity him and feel sorry for him in the sense that it's like he went through the fight with his wife in 2018 I or whatever know, it was. Yeah. She forgave him. Now it's going to be brought up, every- and he's just got to he's got to dig himself out of that hole once again and once again every day. So it seems like she's
5: pretty forgiving. Like she's yeah. actually come to the media and said, "We've dealt with it. Yeah. We've moved on." Yeah. I suppose, Bero, back to your point. You are 100% spot on. Nothing Tim Payne did impacted the cricket That's ability right. of Australia. That's right. It just tarnished his brand, his name. And some people are like, yeah, I know, but he's the Australian captain. And what a lot of people don't realise is we had an Australian cricket team before we were a nation. Yep. So in 1868, we have had an Indigenous team represent Australia, and we weren't a federation until 1901. Yep. So cricket is... Our fabric. It is part of our history. And, yeah. I understand. and some people say that holding the Australian cricket captaincy is the highest seat in the land. Wow. Because of that. They do. Okay. They say it's it's more important than the Prime Minister. <laughs> <to> <laughs> that would explain
4: why Warnie never held it, That's, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So
5: we can't downplay the importance of the captain stepping down, but the reasons behind it are just
4: not okay. But to step down just before the ashes. Yeah. Our team's in disarray now right before the ashes because the media chose to release this right at the moment when the ashes were on. So maybe there's a bit of influence from the English cricket team on the Australian media. I don't know. You know, Ah, that sounds like conspiracy. But, look, Tim Payne's wife is smoking hot too. I think we can both agree on that. So good to see the cricketers keeping up there with the NRL players, doing all those dumb things with their hot wives. They're not the only team, the only sport, who make poor decisions. So (laughs) well done, Tim Payne. (laughs) Do
3: you want to hear my Fox Force 5 joke?
4: Let me tell a joke.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Would you like to hear me tell a joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? You can tell a
4: joke, can't you? Nope. Mate, our favourite segment on the show is, of course, the joke off. Today, uh, we're sort of travelling across the country. Not only do we have someone representing the great state of Queensland in Bob Warren. Bob, how are you, buddy?
0: Yeah, pretty good, champion. You know, it's always tough in the off-season, but uh, getting there.
5: Bob, the last time we spoke, I think we may have interrupted a business lunch. I'm not sure. Are uh, we interrupting another business lunch today?
0: Yeah, an executive meeting. Yeah, I'm always, always going on talking to Channel 9. Running the, uh, the QRL sort of stuff is what I'm looking into at the moment. Don't know, very excited about Redcliffe. I'm hoping that uh, the NRL is going to have more bits now, too.
6: Yep. yep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, on the other side of the country, we have a comedian named Tarbo Chuma. Tarbo, how are you, buddy?
3: How you going, fellas? Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate mate,
4: it. Mate, all the way from Perth. Yes. And Tarbo, you are one of the co hosts of the Inept podcast, which I listened to last week. I had a great laugh, so make sure you check out the Inept podcast. Now, Tarbo, this is your first awesome. time on. On the yeah. joke off, so welcome. I'll get T-Dog Thank to explain yeah. how it works. So we've tossed the coin. Tarbo's going to go
5: first. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's a Western Australia versus Queensland thing today. Yep. So Bob will represent All Queensland. Right. Tarbo will represent WA. Tarbo winning the toss, he'll say his first joke. Then we'll go Bob Warren, joke <laughs> for joke. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the three jokes, I determine the winner.
4: Correct. All right, gentlemen, are we ready? Yeah, let's do it.
3: All right. So, you know, they say WA's biggest exports are iron ore, petroleum, and gold, where Queensland's biggest exports are coal, racism, and humidity.
0: (laughs) Uh, Perth, the second most isolated capital city on planet Earth. Fucking great. Stay there, you freaks. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
0: you know what it's crazy all you guys have
3: tourism wise is the gold coast it's the only tourism attraction where you can get king hit by a bogan wearing mismatched thongs yelling at his wife <laughs> i haven't seen something carry a state on its back like that since michael jordan joined the washington wizards
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> wa the state of one of australia's richest men, lang hancock famously initially for uh, finding the world's largest iron ore deposit in 1952, and then even more famously for marrying Rose Porteous, who Gina Reinhart referred to as the iron ore deposit. (laughs) (laughs) I personally would... I personally... Like to think of WA as a cheap pub meal because at one stage the state was run by an old rich bloke with a Filipino in the kitchen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> are we meant to be
4: laughing at that? Oh, are, are. <laughs> um, it's all right, Tabo's African. He gives us credibility. Yeah, yeah okay.
3: I'm Ta- all good. Yeah, you're all good. Uh, we, okay. They say uh, uh, Queensland has a, a racism problem and an immigration problem, but hey, if they really wanted to stop illegal immigration, they would put Christmas Island off the coast of Yapoon. <laughs> 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 Between uh, <laughs> your premier, Anastasia Palsenik, uh, her name is as unpronounceable as she is unfuckable. <laughs> <gonna say that? laughs>
0: You just did.
3: Between her and Pauline Hanson, I haven't seen that many fours since Greg Ritchie in 1987.
0: (laughs) You know, the worst thing about WA is the way they produce so much rubbish. In 1974, Rogue McManus was born in Perth. Thanks
5: for the project, dick. Oh, gentlemen, outstanding. I actually like this state versus state idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't mind it. Really enjoyed the jokes, but Tarbo, the fours, the Greg Ritchie reference, that wins it for me today. So, Tarbo, you are today's joke-off winner.
3: Thank you. And can I just plug again my podcast, the the next podcast, E-N-E-P-T, on Spotify Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Appreciate
4: it. Not a problem. No, mate, And we great. really appreciate you taking the call because obviously the time difference yes, right yeah. now, it's, it's 12.45 in uh, Queensland, and obviously it's 1974, still in Perth. So, <laughs> mate, we really appreciate it.
3: <laughs> the Dummy M. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
4: Well, we've looked at NRL players bitching and moaning about their contracts. We've looked at Tim Payne stepping down when he shouldn't have. You should have stayed on there, buddy. And now we're looking at a different type of sport. Yeah. And what sport would that be? Well, T-dog. we're both big wrestling fans, WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't follow it much anymore, but I have been, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: So uh, we had a fan jump the rail. So Eliza Spencer... Correct. ...decided to jump the rail Mm -hmm. at the most recent WWE Raw event. Yes, yep. So jumping the rail is a no-no. Yep. Uh, He has faced charges. It is a felony. Yep. Uh, Big fines. There's actually quite a funny story behind this. I don't know the story, so I am am interested in hearing this. Now, I grew up a big wrestling fan. I know you... Probably, maybe not as much as myself. No, but no. growing up, I think these days you probably made fun of being a wrestling fan, and we were too because it's, it's it's fake, it's not mm. real. Yeah, I know that. Everybody I just, knows it's choreographed. Exactly right. I enjoy it for the stories and the, the, the yeah. Anyway. It's hell funny. It yeah. really is. Yeah. I must admit, I watched this guy's explanation, and it does seem a little bit special. Okay, a bit <laughs> so, disturbed, yeah, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Seth Rollins is the stage name of. Colby Lopez. That's his real name. Right. Someone decided to create a fake Colby Lopez Twitter account and troll this guy. Okay. Absolutely. Like, trolled him on Twitter and said, show up to the event. I'm going to kick your. You know, like, literally trolled him for a. The time leading up, knowing that he was going to go to this event. Okay. So, Eliza has taken this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's he turned up. Uh, he backed up oh. what he said he was going to do. And he jumped the rail. And have yeah. you seen the video footage? I have, yes. He yeah. doesn't miss him. He, no. he comes running around and absolutely nails yep. Seth Rollins. Now, Seth Rollins was a little taken back at the time. Yeah. he's not expecting it. Yeah. He's walking up the ramp. <laughs> it's
4: not in the script. No, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: He's walking up the ramp, posing for the cameras, and this guy just absolutely it barrels him Yeah Yeah <laughs> So I thought the story behind, and then he justifies like Goldberg and Vince McMahon came looking for him to give him permission to jump the rail. Oh and wow! Yeah, so he's a, spe- a little
4: bit disturbed. He's yeah. a special dude. So there's a third party out there who's basically caused this issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, oh, wow. and he's going to get away with it. And he's right now probably trolling somebody else online. Oh,
5: but you know the one thing, and I shared the video footage with you, is mm. that I actually think he got away a little bit lightly. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really famous one. Was that I-
4: Edge? Was the one you no, said he... No, it's
5: Triple H. It's Triple H. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so Triple H and Steve Austin are having a match, mm-hmm. like a house, a house show, so it's not televised. Right. And it sort of gives away a bit of the wrestling in it. So yeah. Steve Austin has just... I think he's finished the match. So Triple H is selling, being hurt, yeah, being yeah, yeah. injured, and a fan jumps in the ring. Yeah. And Triple H just springs up to his and he German suplexes this guy, doesn't oh, he? And like then, directly on his neck. Yeah. And then just lays into him. Then the referee comes in yeah. and someone else comes in and they are just beating the living daylights out yeah. of this guy.
4: Yeah. To get the message. Don't jump the rail. The best part was the referee came over, oh. and I'm thinking, oh, the ref's going to actually be a proper referee for oh, once. Yeah, yeah. And he comes over, and without a word of a lie, he's kicking the guy in the head. In the head. Yeah, it was like, whoa, this is crazy. Oh, mate,
5: but, yeah. but that sent the message. What these guys did, and yeah. I know that everyone's got a camera these days, yeah, so they yeah, probably yeah, want to be yeah. a bit careful. Yeah. I think they were a bit powder puff. They could have given
4: him a. Yeah, yeah, poor old Eliza. He certainly hasn't scrimped on the second helpings. (laughs) He was a bit of a fat one, wasn't he? (laughs) If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, then Buzzsprout is the platform for you. Podcasting is an exciting and fast-growing aspect of the media landscape, and anyone can do it. Just ask T-Dog and I. Buzzsprout is easy to use, and you can upload a new episode within minutes. The platform has tons of features to help make your podcast sound great as well, like video tutorials, helpful Q&A sections, and a quick customer question page where you can get one-on-one support. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more, within minutes of finishing your recording. Following the link in our show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. And if you sign up for a paid plan, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. So check out Buzzsprout today in our show links. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. On Facebook, be sure to check us out at the Drunken Sober Chronicles. We have memes up there all the time, little videos from the show, so everything Dummy M podcast-related you can catch there. There's even an Instagram page now. And I believe T-Dog's been putting them out there on Twitter as well. Oh, my God, look at us old guys. We're all right tech savvy, aren't we? <laughs> Mate, our Facebook votes this week. Well, so the three nominees we had, the NRL for players for complaining about their contracts, Tim Payne for his use of his phone picks, And we had Eliza Spencer from the WWE. Now, on Facebook, Scott said, I'd have to say the WWE fan. I mean, he gave it a shot, but really. Brian said, yeah, the WWE. Ricky said, Is WWE a sport? How dare you, sir. Ricky. Of course it is. What are you talking about? You know,
5: Sports entertainment, mate. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah that, actually, it is, isn't it? And Nobby said, The WWE fan for keeping it real. You know, I have to just circle back a second here. My initial thought when I saw it was within a week, this guy, it's going to turn out that the whole thing was a work.
5: I'm expecting that yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. And
4: suddenly, this guy's actually now been signed to the roster That's and, he- you know, and he's coming for Seth Rollins. And I wouldn't be surprised if Vince McMahon finds a clever way to turn this into you something. Mean. Yeah, really, yeah. Mm. I
5: agree. Yep. I agree with you. I, I was expecting the exact same thing. I thought, hello, this is a way they're going to introduce a new character. Yeah, but yeah. Definitely yeah. not the case.
4: Yep. Okay. So we basically have four people here saying that they thought the WWE fan, Eliza Spencer, was uh, the dummy of the week. But what do you say I, as the judge?
5: I am in 100% agreement with our fans today. The NRL, that's going to be an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. Tim Payne didn't affect the cricket yep. this week, Eliza Spencer.
4: Congratulations, sir, and uh, hopefully this kickstarts his exercise program because his cardio would have went up. And because uh, yeah, he was certainly a. It uh, wasn't a tall chap, no, but he was very wide. He,
5: he might have been as. What's the old saying? He might have been as tall laying down as he is standing
6: up. <laughs> <laughs> and now another shit tip with Ron.
4: Well, mate, we are now technically $25 in the hole because we've been taking advice from our mate, Ron, who told us to back a particular horse in the Melbourne Cup and then told us to back a particular horse in a race the following week. So, Suckers for Punishment, we've come up with a new segment, which is Shit Tips with Ron. Ron is joining us right now. How are you, buddy?
6: Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. I I thought we agreed on the uh, title Hot Tips, but... (laughs) 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 Anyway, but uh, if you learn anything in gambling, when you're in a hole, the only way to get out of it is to bet out of it. So I've got uh, some... Hot tips this week uh, in the country. So we're going to dom the Akuba and go boot scooting to the regionals.
4: Okay. okay. All right. Now, you're, it sounds like you're going to give us a couple of tips here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Can we tips. afford this? Can we afford yeah, this, well, T-Dog? I don't oh, know, like because well, we've lost.
6: Well, you win on the first, and then you put it on the second race.
5: Right. Okay. So uh, you're, you're guaranteeing a win in the first tip, but the next one is we're tipping with our winnings. Yeah.
6: yeah. I mean, they're both guaranteed. Oh, of course.
5: <laughs> all right. Like okay. the last two you gave us. <laughs>
6: <laughs> a slight slump but my contacts have confirmed this they've been out spotting are you ready okay so the first one on monday this coming monday the 29th of november at tari race four the certainty is number eight fever bay the okay. three-year-old gelding. it's third race coming into form
4: okay fever bay right we'll put five on it yeah we'll put five okay I, I only on the win we'll just go the win yep yep okay and what's your second tip there ron
6: and then you head to the country music capital, Temworth, the following day, Tuesday, uh, race to number one MOMAC.
4: Okay. Momac. Momac. okay, well, another fiver. Yeah, so. we'll put
5: fiver
6: on
4: that as well. All right, so we're looking at, we we, we might be $35 in the hole by the end of the week yeah. there, Ron.
6: <laughs> uh, all up, I reckon, no, uh, you definitely uh, empty your bank accounts on these two. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, you said that about the last two as yeah. well, yeah.
6: <laughs> you know, even Don Bradman got out in the dark. Come on. Mate, <laughs> I... I um... <laughs>
5: I've had to tell my <laughs> I've had to tell my daughter there's no Christmas this year mate so uh, <laughs> just so you know
4: Well that is episode 24 fast approaching our quarter century mate that's yeah. pretty exciting stuff
5: Yes yes uh, I I did wouldn't have thought. I I just didn't know where this was going to go. I I mentioned to you on the off season, maybe we need to move to fortnightly. But there just seems to be stories every week. That's right.
4: Yes. Now, of course, uh, we're entering the sort of time zone of uh, second bub coming along for you and your wife, Kate. Yes. So you might catch a best of episode next week because hopefully some good news and there'll be a new addition to the uh, the Dummy M podcast lineup franchise. Yes. So we got five days, five days from today. Thursday's the
5: due date. So Kate probably wished... The due date was 50 days ago yeah. but yeah just take it as it comes so yeah I, if i'm here next week great if i'm not here you'll understand why
4: yep absolutely now uh, one of the things that's been happening on our facebook page at the drunk and sober chronicles is the people responding to the memes have been making some funny comments and there's been a couple of memes this week about tim Payne, and it sort of got me thinking in tribute to our fans essentially mentioned some of their funny comments and i was thinking we could call it the cow the you know like the comment of the week yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know we've got a little sound effect you know a little moo there so need the We need the bus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to uh, play that for so long. Are we going to have long. like 20 different cow noises? <laughs> I, hope not, I hope not. I hope not. i fought
4: it. You know i fought it for so long. Oh, it, it took us to about uh, 17 or something before I introduced the applause. <laughs> you did. You did. And, and you, if you recall, Bob Warren said to us early on, he's like, you got to put some music beds in. it. I'm like, no, that, absolutely that, yeah. not. Because I, I used to work in radio and it's such, oh, I just don't want to do that stuff.
5: Now, b I want to say, before
4: you read these out, I have not heard these. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm going to yeah. be
5: genuinely taken back, I suppose, or laughing or surprised by these.
4: Okay, so essentially, uh, obviously Tim Payne related, it was about the dick pic that got sent. And uh, Peter Lowry has said, allegedly the first two sentences in the Barmy Army's new song, Lol. And I looked it up and it was, and it was quite a, a good little song. Jamie Thorpe said, and he got a few white pointers back, Lol. <laughs> Keith Hayhoe said, thankfully his brother-in-law kept it in the family though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and John Dale said, if she was, she wouldn't have needed a dick pic then. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, oh, look, that was pretty funny. And I let him know that we were going to mention it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Mate, if there's a comment there that you like, they can be the cow with the whip.
5: Oh, Oh, I like the, the third one about keeping it in the family that's, that's good Who is... Keith Hayhoe yeah. thankfully
4: his brother-in-law kept it in the family that's
5: good, that's good. I like
4: that congratulations sir. Yeah. alright mate well look all the best and hopefully Bub comes along and everything's healthy and yeah we'll um, we'll play it by ear yes I do have uh, well Christmas is coming up yeah. and you're going to take a little bit of a break you'll on have one, a new yeah. baby yeah. and that's completely understandable and so people like the Burn Unit Mizell Julia Wilson Madigan maybe even Bob Warren we might sort of cycle through some different people but at any time that uh, you're up for it we'd love to give you a call and just yeah. check in and see how Bub's going. Calling's
5: and, easy mate. Yeah. The problem is by the time I take a phone call <laughs> these days, Audrey thinks I'm FaceTiming someone. Oh right. So she let me see, let me see. So she's literally ripping my hand out, you know, pulling it at my hand. So a call sounds easy in theory, okay. but we could only try You might end up interviewing her rather than me. Well yeah. she's already been on the show That's once. Exactly right. Who's her favourite
4: wiggle? And we found out her favourite wiggle is sign You know that actually came in handy with me. I was the year twos were one of their assessments, their digital tech assessment, had to be they had to pick a celebrity. Now, if I gave them Open Slather, they don't know what a celebrity no. is, and they don't know. So I went, you know what? Let's just narrow it down. I'll help you choose. So we went The Rock. We went. Uh, one of the girls said Charlie D'Amelio, this TikTok dancer. Oh. And yeah, I didn't know who yeah. it was. And for the third one, I went, I know who. The Red Wiggle Simon. And I got that from your daughter. Nice. And so and I asked the class, I said, Who likes the Red Wiggle Simon? Everyone. Me. Yeah, so yeah. There yeah. You go. Okay.
5: Well, she's coming handy, mate.
4: Audrey does have great taste. Yes. And, um, and again, mate, uh, the entire fan base. We all wish you all the best, and no doubt we'll be chatting soon yep. and yeah and everybody else have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you soon thank you the dummy m podcast
0: find us on instagram and youtube